listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. As we're filled with the fire of God. And so now we have the fire. All right. Now we just came off of, uh, you know, you're leaving church, you're sweaty, you've praised him. Or certain nights where the anointing was so still and and thick, you could cut it with a knife and you didn't want to leave. And so now the meeting's over. Now we're back home. Now, you know, we're not we're not in revival services every night. So now what? What do we do to keep the fuel going? How do we continue to fan the flames? Because we're not, you know, realistically, we aren't going to be in revival services like that every night. We're just not. You know, we have jobs. We have lives. We have families. We have obligations, you know, outside of church that that we're a part of. But just like he was confessing in the the video that you just watched, we're not going to be on the fringe. We're not going to be on the outside looking in. We're going to be a part of it. We're going to be walking around. We're that city set on a hill with a light that it can't go out. You know, we all have candles. I don't care. Even if you're oilers, you guys know how candles work. Uh, A flame, in order to keep a fire flame going, it has to have air. It has to have oxygen. It has to be fueled by the oxygen, because if you have a candle that's lit and you go and you put a lid on top of it, the candle can't burn anymore. The, it's suffocated. The, the oxygen is gone and the flame goes out. But that is not us in Jesus' name. We are not ones that take a weak revival, even if you didn't make it and you were able to watch it. We're not going to be the ones, you guys, the Victory Tribe, the ones that are watching aren't going to be the ones that get stifled, that we're in a week, we're getting our miracles, we're having breakthrough, we're having a breakthrough in our family, our marriage is put back together during that week, our our kids are on track during that week, our hunger has grown, our faith has grown, uh, we receive healing that week, and then we go home, and the next week we're back to, you know, some chaos, we're back to... Um, things not feeling the same, that's not going to happen. What we get in, in services like that, what we get in our home church, what we get is now going to be continued and transferred week after week, day after day. And it's totally possible. So that's what I'm going to go over with you today is I have the fire, now what? And we're going to do some steps here. We're going to go through a few things in order to show you how we're going to keep the fire. Number one, we're going to feed the flames with the word of God. That is so vital to keep the fire. Number one, we're feeding the flames with the word of God. There was... um, 
a, a great man of God in the 1700s. He was an evangelist and his name was John Wesley. And, you know, you'll see a lot of memes and you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, things that he said. And he was a bold preacher and he went after souls. And so he, he wrote, and this is going to be like the mindset of today, because as you guys are writing point one, feed the flames with the word of God. The, the mindset of today is and this is a quote from John Wesley. He's an evangelist from the 1700s. Get on fire for God and men will come and see you burn. Okay. Get on fire for God and men will come and see you burn. And that, that quote really has just like leapt out of me. I keep it in my notes because it's something we have to remember. You get on fire, just like when you guys, you know, if you're, you know, sometimes you're driving on trips. I've, I don't know if you've, you know, seen stuff like this and you'll see like, uh, well here, for instance, I live by the Everglades and sometimes it does catch on fire. Even like Lynn Ann that lives in California, you know, and you see, fire and smoke in a distance. And so what happens? Everyone wants to know what's going on over there, right? Why, wh what's burning? Why is there smoke? Why are there flames? What's going on? And so that's the same thing for us. We need to walk around with a fire that continues to burn inside of us. So men question, what, what does she have? What does he have? What is going on in his life? When things are chaotic around us, why, why are they talking different? Why are they looking different? Why do they have joy? Why do they have peace? Why do they have love? And so that's something that we're going to continue to do. We're not going to, we're not going to be the people that just go to a, a meeting somewhere. We go to a Dr. Rodney meeting. We go to, you know, any, any meetings, of uh, uh, ministers that we follow. We're going to the Southwest Believers Convention. We're somebody that's going to this meeting that Ted and I are at. We're going here. We're going there. We're taking time off. We're spending money for a hotel and gas. We're, you know, we're giving in the offering and then we're on a high and then we get home and it's all out. No, we're going to continue to keep the flame. Karen, um, it is, the, the quote that I read is, get on fire for God and men will come and see you burn. All right. So the first one is feed the flames with the word of God. God can't empower you until you have the word. There's no fuel. The word is fuel. You can't uh, light something with, without it. With the, there has to be fuel, then there has to be a match with the fire to strike it, right? You can't just like look at fuel and say, burn, please burn, burn. You know what I mean? You, there, there has to be something else to go along with it. So God can't empower you until you have the word, which is your fuel. And then it goes to show you that God's word, I wrote down, is given to you and I as a believer you know, we say it's life's manual, but it's given to us to push forward and succeed. So when you have God's word and you're reading God's word and you're taking in God's word, it's going to be the fuel. So it's going to it's going to work. It's, it's going to start. You got the flames going. It's going to be that fuel that pushes us and empower us and to operate in the way God's asked us to operate. When you have the word of God, when you read the word of God, then you have to do something to fan the flames. You've got to walk out your faith. 
You've got to take action. Faith is an action step. Faith is operating. Here he's told us how to do it. He's told us how to command things. He's told us how to live. He to he's told us how to believe. And then we have to take this uh, faith action step and move forward. I was thinking of Mark 11. To me, Mark 11, and you start in 22, that's an action. You've got to believe and you have to speak in order to have the God kind of faith. Okay, that's all that Mark 22 it, it, I mean, I have this so marked up in my Bible. I've got all different notes in it. Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God. That's a God kind of faith. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it, that it will happen. And no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything and believe that you have received and it will be yours. So your action, you know, when you have the word of God and you've got the fuel, you've got to take action steps to keep the flame going. You've got to keep, it's actually Mark 11, Aaron, uh, Mark 11, verse 22. And so you have to take action with your confession, with your belief, with steps of faith and moving forward. And so when you feed the flames with the word of God, you're going to continue to keep that boldness. You're going to continue to keep that so you can walk upright, so you can move forward, so you can operate the way, you know, God's called us to operate. Number two, you're going to add fuel with prayer. Prayer is so vital. Um, uh, another evangelist from the 1800s had a phenomenal quote on prayer that I want to add. And he wrote, prayer is the vital breath of the Christian. Not the thing that makes him alive, but the evidence that he is alive. Okay? Evangelist Oswald Chambers said, I'm going to say it one more time, prayer is the vital breath of the Christian. Not the thing that makes him alive, but the evidence that he is alive. We're going to add fuel to the fire that's deposited inside of us. We're, it's going to fan the flames because prayer does a lot of things. Prayer isn't just going to God and saying, God, here's my, um, here's my list of everything that I need. Uh, can you please check it off when you when you give it to me? Can you please uh, take care of it? it it's what I need. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Thanks. You know, yeah, the Bible does say make your request known to God. Yes, he says ask and it will be given to you. So prayer is is about asking, but that's not only what prayer is vital for. That's not my hair is hitting my mic. I don't see it touching. Is it good now or were you saying it was before? Okay. Um, prayer isn't just asking, even though it says different things like I just said, making your requests known, asking and, and you'll receive. Um, it, th that's only one aspect of, aspect of prayer. Okay. But prayers also shows obedience. It is a requirement as a believer for prayer. It, it, 
it will be a rough life for you if you're not in prayer as a Christian. There's no, you've got to, it's a two-way, it's a two-way communication, okay? You're talking to God during prayer, but also during prayer, you're listening to what he has for you. You know, you've got to be able to hear your next steps in life. You've got to be able to hear your direction. You've got to be able to listen to what he has for you, to what God's plan is for you, to what your purpose is in this life. And he has it all for you. So you're going to add fuel to the fire that's lit inside of you by prayer. But it's not just asking, although that's one side of prayer. It's also showing your obedience. We're told to pray. It's, we, we know that we are too. Daily prayer is an act of obedience. It brings joy. You know, I read that. Um, I actually read that verse yesterday. I, don't, I, have, to, I have to look it up here if I have a second. Um, let's see where I said it. Where did I say it? Where did I say it? I don't know. I'll have to look it up in a second. But I, I talked about how it brings joy to the Lord. I, th I think it was in John when I read it uh, towards the end of, yeah, towards the end of my broadcast yesterday. But uh, it shows obedience. And by showing obedience, it brings joy to the Lord when you follow his commandments. Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, we know that says pray continually. So you have a command to pray continually. <laughs> Obviously, most people don't have, you know, every minute of every day to pray continually. But it's telling you daily pray. Take time away. Speak to your Heavenly Father. You have a relationship with Him. If someone you have a relationship with, you're going to talk to them. You're going to go to them. You know, I... I daily talk to Ted. I daily go to him about things. It's a two-way street. I talk to him. He talks to me. I love him, so I want to spend time with him. I want to spend time and talk to him. And so, you know, not everything I talk to Ted, back, to, to Ted about is asking him for something. Some of it is, you know, a communication. Some of it is when I talk to Ted, I'm bragging to him. I'm telling Ted how wonderful he is. I'm telling Ted how much I love him. So that's just like prayer. You've got to take what you do with your natural um, relationships and turn that towards your heavenly father. So it shows obedience. What about the Lord's prayer? He tells you when you pray, pray like this. So he shows you how to pray. Praying is going to add fuel to the fire that's inside of you. Uh, and it shows relationship. You know, just like I said, when, when you love someone, you want to hang with them. When you love someone, you want to be around them. When you love someone, you want to spend time with them. And that's what prayer is all about. It's showing, hey, I have a relationship with you. And when you have a relationship with somebody, you have communication. There's no bad communication. There's no, you know, <clears throat> communication is your prayer is, is like your prayer because you know how frustrating it is when something, a ball gets dropped, you know, and you're like, oh, this could have been fixed, but the communication was so bad. Well, that's what prayer is. You won't have that problem with God. You won't have to wonder what he has for you. You won't have to wander around life thinking, you know, does he really want to heal me? Does he really want? Yeah. But you have a relationship, so you have communication with him. And then when you have proper communication, we're all on the same page here. 
and, and things work smoother. And so uh, also when you add fuel with prayer, it shows honor. It shows honor because you are not just going before your heavenly father and asking things from him. You're not just going and making a list of these are the things I need, Lord, you know, just when you have time. No, it, it's showing it's showing honor during your prayer time. You know, it says go before him, uh, enter his gates with praise and into his courts with thanksgiving. So when you go before your heavenly father in prayer, by keeping that fuel fired inside of you is also when you speak and show honor to him by telling him how majestic he is, telling him there's no other God like him, telling him how powerful he is, and thanking him. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, like, I can't not pray without listing a bazillion things that I'm thankful for to him. Thank you, Lord, that you keep us protected, my family and I, daily from harm, from accidents, from diseases. Thank you, Lord, that you are my comforter. Thank you, Lord, when I feel alone, you are, uh, you, you, you encompass me. You, you are uh, surrounding me with your love. Thank you, Lord, that you are my deliverer. You deliver me out of harm. You deliver me out of temptation. You deliver me out of addictions. Thank you, Lord, that you've delivered me from sin. You know, just things that you could be trapped up with. Thank you for delivering me from sickness and disease. Thank you, Lord, that you're my healer. So that, that in prayer time is something that's a must too. When you go before him and you show honor and reverence to his name, and brag on him. There's not one time where you can brag on Jesus and he doesn't show up. That's like an automatic ticket to your party <laughs> for Jesus. When you start bragging on Jesus, he is there and the presence of God is there because he wants that. Like he want, he, he has angels that just surround him, giving him glory and honor all day long. He just has angels that sing his praises. And that's what we need to be doing. We can't just leave it up to the angels. We have more power than the angels. We, he's made us better than the angels. And we have uh, such an operation that we have to do here on earth that we need to do that. We can't just leave it to them. We've got to surround his throne and tell him how wonderful he is and how majestic he is. And by bragging on Jesus, that fire inside of you stays lit. That fire can't be distinguished. That fire inside of you, it, that prayer life. So you've got the first one was, was God's word. Okay, then we've moved to prayer and that's going to flame, fan the flames that's with inside of you. Because, you know, as much as I love being in the services that I did the last two weeks, you know, I, I don't, I can't live on the road, even though I almost do. You know, I do have to start school next week. That's why I'm home this week and not in the tent. I've got to have, you know, I, I've got these responsibilities also outside of the revival services. But I can't wait till the next service that I get to. I want to keep that momentum. I want to keep that fuel. I want to keep what God deposited me last week going. And that's what's going to push me forward. That's what's pushing, giving me the joy to go forward. That's what's giving me the strength. That's what's giving me the boldness. It's such a, a roller coaster 
feel to be like, yeah, I'm at a higher revival services and now I'm back to everyday living. And you know, th that's too much. I can't, I, 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 I'm not good with roller coaster emotions. I don't work well with people that have roller coaster emotions. I have to really like, that's when my love walk has to really like step in because I don't, you know, you've got those people, you know, you're probably thinking of some right now. It's like, um, it's kind of like eggshells. I don't know when I see them today, how are they gonna be? Are they gonna be one way, right? Like lift your emoji hand. We all know people that are like that. It's like, are they gonna be okay today? I'm not sure, did something like flip a switch? Did something get to them this morning? And then you like walk into a disaster zone. So it's like, you know, we all know people like that. Let's not be that as a Christian. Let's not be that person. Let's be a good representation because I do know people that's like goofy with the Holy Spirit that's like that, right? So it's like, yeah, they're all like, Holy Spirit, da da da. And then, you know, you see them one other time and it's like they look like everybody else in the world. It's like, wait, but you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're supposed to have the fire and you're supposed to act different and you're supposed to react different. Why do I want what you have? What you have is goofy, right? Look, Miranda's saying, oh, sister, you have no idea. Amen to that. Because it's true. We all know people that are that emotional roller coaster feel. But we don't need to be an emotional roller coaster Christian. We don't need to be the emotional roller coaster, uh, I'm going to jump on the fire train and it's like, hey, I'm going to go here. And then when I come home, I'm going to be a different person. You know, people are watching you. People know that you went to the services. People know, you know, that you got touched there. And then you come home, you know, looking like a hot mess and acting like something else. They're going to be like, what's the point of even getting the fire? What's the point of even going to, to revival? What's the point of even seeking out something different, being filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, because you're an emotional roller coaster and you're just like on the fire train that's just like, hey, when I get off this stop, I'm in it. But when I get home, I'm out of it. And so we're not going to be that person. We're going to get it. We're going to keep the fire. We're not going to let a lid go out on it. And I got a verse for you on that. Uh, out of First uh, Thessalonians that we'll uh, get to here in a couple more points. But it just goes to show you that it is something you can do. You get the, the fire and you can be like, all right, here's a big cup of water on it now. Out, it's gone. And we're not going to be that way. So prayer, all right? Number three. Number three is, is something that's so vital Kelly says, I can laugh because the old me was like that. The old Kelly is dead. <laughs> that's right, Kelly. Don't bring back the emotional Kelly. Bring back the one that's full of stability. <laughs> and so, and Aaron says, don't give the Holy Spirit a bad name. Yes, yes. Um, we, we want to, you know, the Holy Spirit looks good and he'll make us look good. We don't need to make him look bad. So... Uh, and Mary Beth wrote, I've been getting up earlier just to have time to pray for about 45 minutes before work. And I've also been using their prayer points. And I know you can testify that that is a life changing thing. The prayer gets you stirred up. Your prayer life gets that flame burning bright inside of you. All right. Number three is worship. That's something that's so vital in my home is praise and worship. Praise and worship. The Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. Inhabits, to dwell in, to live inside. 
So praise and worship is so vital to keep the fuel going. You know, it, it, when you don't feel, when you don't feel uh, like praising him is a great time to praise him. I know you're like, what? Okay. You know, but let me tell you, anytime you go into, you know, cause listen, we are human flesh body. So there are times where it's like, I am not feeling this today. Okay. I, I'm, I get that. I totally get that. There's times, you know, I travel homeschool. I have three kids. They're all type A personalities. They're all very strong. They all go after each other all day long. And I have to work my best to, I have to work my best to, um, make sure I have my love walk going. And so praise and worship is something that we kick on in the house at all times, whether we feel like it or not, because I'm going to keep that presence going. You know, I've got, you know, a five-year-old son and he's got stuff coming out of his spirit there's songs that he starts singing while he's playing video games that we haven't even heard in a long time. But because we continually do it and stay in that, his fuel's going. I mean, his fire's going because we got that praise and worship and we've got the fuel entering into his spirit man. And so, and, and we know David was a man after God's own heart. And, um, he had such a love for the Lord. He had such a love for God. I mean, just as you see it evident in all his life. And I mean, just being saved from so many tragedies and uh, giving the biggest offering. So he truly had a heart for God. And he was a praise and worshiper. I mean, he could play an instrument and evil spirits had to flee um, when he came back into the city, he praised the Lord. He didn't care what he looked like. Yes. Yes, Aaron, your spirit man can listen even while your body is sleeping, which is a side note because that's what really got me through uh, traveling with small kids and babies at the beginning because I could have talked myself out of it and said, listen, I'll catch up with Ted in a few years when the kids get older and they can handle this and I'm not getting dressed for church and and I'm not sitting in the service and I'm actually getting dressed for church to go sit in a, a kid's nursery to nurse in a dark room. Yeah, you know, that can get to you. But then it clicked on me and it was like, you know what? My spirit man is separate from my body. Like it's in it, but it's separate. It's a separate person and it needs to be fed and it needs to hear the word of God. And I used to realize, you know what? I'm not going to, the Lord's not going to let me do this and be left out. So I knew my spirit man would grab onto things and be filled. Even if I was distracted, even if I didn't get into service. And so always, you know, be filling your, your, what I have for my kids is, I have this wonderful group of CDs and they have it on, on, uh, on, uh, what is it called? And they might have it on Spotify. Oh, but iTunes that we have. And so they have it on there, but it actually sings Bible verses. And for years, and my kids are so attached to it now for years. And we still do it at night 
when I done praying with them and leaving their bedroom, they pop on either on their iPad, they play it, you know, in the room or old fashioned, we have a CD player in their room. Uh, they play Bible verses that sing to them. Uh, yes, Kate, I don't have the exact name in my head, but I will send it to you on Instagram. I'll send you a picture of it because I did get it off Amazon years ago. Maddie's 11 and I ordered it when she was like five. And so like they have memorized some Bible verses just by listening to it every night. And it's the most beautiful music of Bible verses um, sung that I've ever, I've ever come across. So I'm really thrilled with them. But yes, I will. Um, actually, you know what? Reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook, whichever one you guys use, because I have several people asking what the name of the, the CD is. And um, and so I will have to uh, just write you guys back with it. So if it's something you want to know, Leslie, it's just because it was like this Hello Kitty one that the girls had. And so um, there should be spray, Maddie. Uh, there's... Uh, yeah, so Paula, you guys just reach out to me either on Instagram or Facebook, Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and I'll get that to you. And um, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, I'll get that over to you. But I want to get into this real quick for worship. First Chronicles 29, and if you do verse 10, uh, it says, Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. More Maddie. And so <laughs> I have to <laughs> do the broadcast, be at the studio, and take care of the kids at the same time. I think we're doing well, guys. Oh my gosh. Oh, the Lord God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Verse 11 Yours, O oh Lord, is the greatness, the power the glory, the victory, and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and earth is yours, O Lord. And this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. So, so get that verse. Make sure you have that verse. First Chronicles 29, verse 11. Lord Jesus, my kids. <laughs> All right, go back to sit down, please. First Chronicles 29, 11. Look how David magnifies greatness, power, glory, victory, majesty is yours. You have to brag on Jesus and he'll show up. So worship, praise, laugh when you don't feel like it. You know, when Brooklyn got sick when she was a baby, when the devil tried to attack her life after the devil tried to attack my first daughter's life, he tried to do it one more time with Brooklyn. And it was like, all right, listen, you are so dumb trying to do the same thing and try to do the same scare and trying to do, you know, it's like the devil has no new tricks. You have to remember he's not a creator. He can't create anything. He's got limited resources, limited demons, because what he got kicked out of heaven with is it. So don't give him so much credit. Don't allow you to think that your mind to think that he's bigger than he really is. 
He is so pitiful, so puny, just like at the end of the earth where it says, and the, and, and the enemy that comes out on the battlefield. And they say, is this the one? Is this the one that did all this to the nations? Is this the one that we were scared of? So think of it that way. And so when the devil tried to attack my, my little daughter, and, uh, and I, I literally, as I'm driving to ICU in Jacksonville, this was during a meeting, get those attacks during the meeting to try to mess up the flow. Um, I laughed, just like Brother Hagen. I'm telling you, you all need to get on YouTube and put on old Brother Hagen's videos where it's the joy of the Lord and it's just a breakout of laughter and a breakout of um, uh, people running and dancing. <laughs> it will eventually make you laugh. But in the moment of my daughter hardly being able to breathe, Ted's holding her in the back seat, I'm driving to the hospital, He's praying, all I could do was drive and go, ha, 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 ha. Now, that doesn't seem like a real laugh, because really it wasn't. It was forced. And it doesn't seem like something that, you know, uh, is a normal laugh, you know, when you uh, are really giggling. You know, I just was driving going, ha, 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 ha. And as I hawed more, the joy of the Lord became my strength. I felt a strength inside of me. And I just kept saying, ha, 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 ha. Devil, you think... This is what's going to be. Ha, ha, ha. You think you have control over my family? Ha, 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 ha. You think that I haven't experienced this before, that I, you have, oh, this is new tricks. Are you kidding me? Ha, 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 ha. I uh, remember when Maddie walked out of the hospital with no medication and a clean bill of health and a report. Ha, ha, ha. You know, so give it to the devil. He's trying to talk to your mind. He's trying to tell you things. Flip the table, people. Start telling him, remember when you lost that battle, devil? Remember when Jesus took the keys from you? Remember that you have no power, that I have all power over you? Remember that you're a little puny sucker? Remember when, you know, throw it back in his face. Remember when you try to, you know, give Maddie a blood disease and she was in the hospital and they try to come at me with all these reports? Remember when the doctor said that she'd never run? Remember when the doctor said she'd be medication her whole life? Remember when you said uh, the doctor told me and my face that my daughter was going to have con congestive heart failure? Remember when they thought she had children's rheumatoid arthritis and I needed to make all these doctor's appointments? Remember? Remember, devil? Well, remember what happened. Remember she walked out of there with no medication. Remember that the God of the universe, the mighty King of Kings, remember that he saved her life and she walked home with me and she runs and she plays and she praises the Lord and she does what you said that she was never going to be able to do again. Remember that? All right. So then that's what you got to do. You got to tell the devil, remember when. And so you throw it back in his face. You don't let him throw anything into your face. And praise and worship will do that. It stirs a faith. It stirs a joy. And it gets you in the devil's face. It gets you strengthened. And when your fuel's lit and when you're at an all-time high, when you got that fire inside of you, nothing can take you out. And praise and worship does that. Because, like I said at the beginning, he inhabits the praises of his people. If Christ is living inside of you, you don't have a crisis. You can stand up 
to the devil. All right, so worship, praise and worship keeps the flames going. Remember 1 Chronicles 29.10, take David as an example because he knew how to really magnify the Lord. And if you have to memorize 1 Chronicles 29.11 because that's something you want to say, it's not stealing it. It's not saying like, well, David said it, so I can't say it. No, just keep repeating 1 Chronicles 29.11 to the Lord every day because when you brag on him, he always shows up. All right. So that was number three. Number four, to keep the fuel going, you have to allow the Holy Spirit to move. It says in Romans 8, uh, 14, all who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. And so you have to continually be led by the Spirit. If you are a son of God, that's a proof that you are a son of God. You are led by the Spirit. You have to allow him to move. You can't get weirded out. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not trying to make anyone look crazy. He's not trying to give Jesus a bad name or the kingdom or anything about it. So, you know, you can tell when people are being moved by the Holy Spirit and you can tell when people are just goofy and being moved by their flesh, okay? Because the Holy Spirit is not about embarrassing anybody. He's not about embarrassing anybody. He wants a life change. He wants, you know, he's real. He, there's a realness about him. And so he's not going to embarrass you. He's not going to make you look foolish, okay? Obviously, walking in faith will look foolish to the unbeliever in certain aspects that way, but it's not going to make you look foolish. And you know what I mean? Because you've seen in services and people, you know, they're out of order, they're doing something super goofy, and it's like, you know, the spotlight gets taken off the move of the actual Holy Spirit of what's going on, and it gets turned into that person and their reaction. But don't, don't be turned off by that. You know, I had somebody ask me last week at Champion, she came to me and, and everyone's going crazy and praising the Lord and they do go to the church and they, you know, are, are newer to the church, but open and her and her husband got a powerful word last week and it was right on the money. And uh, she came to me after though, when everyone was praying, when Ted was laying hands on some people and she goes, uh, is something wrong with me because I didn't fall out? Do you have to fall out every time hands get laid on you? And I was like, no, nothing's wrong with you. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It's different situation. It's different with what's moving, what's going on. But there's nothing wrong with you if you haven't fallen out. And so we have to get that mindset out where it's just let me be open to the move of the Holy Spirit. Let me be open and allow the Holy Spirit to move. That will keep the flame going. It says in Romans 12, 11, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in the spirit and serve the Lord. Also, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 19, I went ahead and just wrote it out here so I didn't have to flip everywhere this morning. But it says, do not quench the spirit. There's a verse I was mentioning to you before uh, 
when I was talking about not stifling. Do not quench the Holy Spirit. Stop telling the Holy Spirit how to operate. Stop telling him how to operate. He's in charge. He's the GPS of our life. He's the guide that God sent. He's the power that Jesus left for us. Stop telling the Holy Spirit how he can operate. So do not quench the Spirit. When you quench the Spirit, it's like at the beginning where I said it's putting that lid on the candle and the oxygen gets out of that area where the flame is lit and boom, the flame's gone. So never uh, tell the Holy Spirit how to operate. Allow Him to move and the flame will continue to burn. All right, number five, I'll go over this one quickly because I actually did a broadcast on this. And number five was to do a spring cleaning of your heart. You've got to make sure your heart is right to keep your fuel lit, to keep your fuel going. You've got to get junk out. It says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. From everything you do flows from it. Then we know the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you have to guard your heart because what's in it, move, move. Get to be a mom and a broadcast host today. (laughs) And what is in your heart is going to flow out of it. It's going to come to your thoughts. Your thoughts and your mouth are going to be connected, and then it's all connected to your heart. It's kind of like picture a string all right here. It's all connected. It's going to flow. It's going to come out. So you have to guard it. You have to guard it. You have to spring clean your heart. I did, a, and, and so for a more in-depth teaching on that, make sure you check out my broadcast I did called um, spring, spring Clean Your Heart. And so in Luke 6, through 45, a tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are never picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from a treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So you have to keep your heart right. That is is fuel to the the flame, the fire that's inside of you. Because if you start confessing wrong things, you start saying things that are against what God has for your life, start saying things that are against the word of God, that's totally going to stifle the Holy Spirit. He's not going to be able to move freely. It's totally going to stifle the flame that's inside of you because then just at the very beginning, the number one thing I said was the word of God. That's going to get out of you. So once you have the wrong thinking in your heart and it gets connected to your thoughts in your mouth and your confession becomes down the toilet, that's really where it's going to spiral out. And the flame's totally going to be, you know, you, <laughs> what, what, we're, what we were confessing uh what Ted was confessing at the beginning of the video where the impossible is going to become possible. You're like saying that the impossible is going to become possible. You know, what's hard for others isn't going to be hard for me because I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Things that you're going to say like that during a week of revival when we're all 
jumping on the chairs together and we're all cheering and we're all like, yeah, you know, we got this. And then you get something, you don't guard your heart and then this, and it's like one thing after another. And then you start saying, well, you know, what's possible for one person might not be possible for me because God's plans, you know, I don't know his will. And, you know, is it his will? Is it his will to heal me? I just don't know. Is it his will for me to do this? Is it will for me to be this? Go this way. And so see, if you don't guard your heart, it, it, it's, a, it's an ugly spiral out of control. And then um, two more things that's going to keep that fuel, that's going to be the fuel that's going to keep the flame going is number six is so vital. Actually, I just thought of a verse that I wanted wanted to do. And I'm actually I'm not too often in this uh, one, but it's going to go to Amos 3.3. Amos 3.3. And... Just It just came to me when I just read the title of this. Number six is bring your flame closer to other flames. Bring your flame closer to other flames. What happens when you have a fire and you've got two little fires going? You know, what if you're out camping or something like that? Then what happens if you merge those two fires together? You merge the wood from here and the wood from here. Now you've got a giant pile of wood. What's going to happen? It's going to be a bigger flame. It's going to be hotter. It's going to be stronger. And so you need to bring your flame closer to other flames. Don't be hanging out with people that are unequally yoked. And unequally yoked doesn't mean just someone who's... um, someone who's not saved versus someone who's saved, it could be on the same doctrine. Don't be getting your fire, you know, yes, you want your fire to obviously uh, catch on. You, You want your fire to be transferred to other people, but that's not what I'm talking about. In order to increase your fire, in order to keep your flame going, you've got to bring it closer to other flames. So yes, The flame that's inside of you is going to draw people to your Jesus. But that's not what I'm talking about right this second. I'm talking about, you know, in Amos 3.3, it says, can two people walk together without agreeing on a direction? No, I can't have someone with me and I want to go north and they want to go south. And so then what's going to happen? We're going to go two separate ways. I'm going to go the way I want to go. They're going to go the way they want to go. So you have to keep that in mind. To fuel the flame inside of you is not being around. That's not the that's not the the missionary time. There is a time where your fire is going to spread and it's going to bring people to Christ and it's going to bring people to why you're different. But if you're going to be the person where you need to have people around you that are going to fuel the flames inside of you. Uh, Think about, uh, you know, think about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Three friends that stuck together. Three friends that would not bow. Three friends that each one's fire inside of them strengthened the other and their boldness. When hundreds of other people, I mean, I'm sure it was a dramatic thing when hundreds, hundreds decided to bow. And here's three little dudes standing up amongst all these people that have their face on the ground, okay? But the, each person decided, listen, 
my fuel's lit, my fuel's lit, my fuel's lit. We're gonna stick this together. It's gonna increase our boldness. And, and the fuel, when they got with people that increased their fuel, that increased the flames, it, it saved their lives. It says in Ecclesiastes 4.12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Yeah, you could be strong enough by yourself and that's why you fill yourself up. So it's not impossible to be alone to win an attack. But it says, but two can stand back to back and conquer. So obviously one person can take the enemy out, but two, what? You know, you always hear there's strength in numbers. You got two people. Now it says, it, the Bible verse says they can be back to back. So they got their backs together and they can see from different angles who's getting ready to attack, right? And then it says for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So you got to get the people around you that are going to help you stand in holiness, stand for righteousness, stand for the things of God, stand up for your Jesus. You know, lots of people stifle their faith and stifle with different situations because life comes their way and things happen and then they start to change their doctrine and change their beliefs because of a situation, because of a natural situation versus what the Word of God says, no matter what, and they feel like they got to justify and make up for Jesus. And, you know, He doesn't need you to justify for Him. He doesn't need you to try to be, you know, some kind of person that's like, well, you know, maybe He was, you know, He doesn't need you to be that person. What He needs you to be is somebody that says, I, I may not know everything right now or understand your situation, but this is what the Word of God says. This is what we have to stick with no matter what has happened, no matter what the outcome was, you know, for a situation. I, I'm going to have to stick with the Word of God. And so that's the Christian that Jesus needs you to be. That's the fire that he needs you to be. And so you see with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, <laughs> their flame I, I love this because actually my daughter brought this to my attention years ago uh, when we watched something and she was watching Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego being thrown into the fire. And she's responded with, fire can't burn fire. Look at that. Think about that in that situation. Those three men were thrown into the fire, but the fire that was inside of them was strong and the flames were going. And so you can't, fire can't burn up fire. It just burns together. So look at that. The fire of God was in the fire with them. They had the fire inside of them. And it was like, you know what? That is right. The, the flames that those three men had caused them to change history, the course. It, it, it caused their lives. It caused a miracle. It caused their lives to be spared. I mean, like, it, 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 it's a really deep revelation when you think of it. So when you have that in your mind and you're like, yeah, I've got, I've got to get with people that keep my flame going. And so, you know, get with people that are going to hold you up. Get with people that are going to flame. Get with people that are going to sit there and talk to you about the word of God. Who's going to pray with you? Who's going to, if you happen to be going through something, they're going to be like, nope, I'm here for you. This is what the word of God says about your situation. Don't look 
Put your blinders on. Don't look what's going on around you. Don't look at that report because we got an eye on the prize and we're going after it and I'm gonna be there for you. And so that's what you have to get. You gotta bring your flame closer to other flames. Don't bring your flame closer to fire extinguishers, okay? Don't do that because then it will surely go out. And the last way that I'm talking about on how to um, fuel the fire is with um, making your fire useful. Once you've kept this flame going, once you've fanned it, once you've, you know, you're, you got it continually going inside of you, you need to make it useful. How? Soul winning. Doing what the Bible's commanded you to do. You got full of fire? Go lay hands on the sick. See them recover. Go pray for people. Do what God's called you to do as a disciple of Christ. You know what the flame does? Look look what it did for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The fire will burn up the things that are wrong inside of someone's life. Okay? So you want to keep the fire because it's it's a few, you know, the flame, the fire, the fuel that we're taking is going to push us to greatness. It's going to push us to what God's called for you. It's going to push us to what uh he has. It's going to, like I said at the beginning, it's going to empower us to do great things for this kingdom. But the fire will also burn out the things in your life that aren't meant to be there. The, the fire will, look at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. My husband preaches on this. He says, you know, the fire burned up. Now, they, they never smelled like smoke. They never, their clothes never burned. And they never burned. I mean, like, it was, it was like nothing. They were just standing in a really bright place with Jesus. But what, what did burn? What was the thing in there, the one thing that burned in that fire? It was the bondage, the ropes that held those men tied together. It, it was the ropes that burned. So it goes to show you that the fire burns up things that are holding you back in life. It, it burns up bondages, it burns up, you know, past hurts, it burns up things that are keeping you stuck in an invisible prison, it burns up fear, it burns up sickness, it burns up disease, it burns up sin, it burns up the things that are sent to destroy your life. It burns those things up. So it's important to keep the fire, to fan the flames, so it pushes you to do what God has called you to do. It pushes you to be a Christian that's a light in this dark world, but it also destroys what the enemy has sent to hold you back from doing that. It, it, and so the fire will is a great operator and it works on both sides. It burns up what's sent to destroy you but it also is your fuel to keep going. You know, just like uh, trains used to be, and they probably, they might still be, um, but you know, they would put coal in and then they would light a fire and the fire would keep it going. The fire keeps you going. And so that's what we have to be. 
like for those steam engines, the fire. We keep adding fuel to it. What is the fuel? Get people around you that are going to build your faith. What is the fuel? Get praise and worship on. That's going to push you, especially when you don't feel like it and you're having a hard day and you feel a, a heaviness on you. Get the praise and worship. Get forced to laugh, forced to get that joy. Joy is a choice. Uh, you might not always feel like doing something that the Bible has required you to do. But we have to put our big girl pants on and our big boy pants on and be like, I'm, I'm pressing through this. I know the devil's tricks. And so to fuel that, you've got to read the word of God. I'm moving forward. I got the word of God. I'm filling myself up with confessions. I'm filling myself up with what God's called me to do. And then I'm going to praise his name. I'm going to I'm going to brag on him. So the fuel is going to do that. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to pray. I'm going to come to the Lord with thanksgiving and praise. I'm going to um, make my request known. I am going to ask the Lord, please, you know, I, I need I need this uh, for this person. I need this in my life. And then I'm going to magnify the Lord. You know, so there's different processes in the prayer time, but all of it's fuel. This is my train. I'm moving forward. Chugga, chugga, chugga. <laughs> I'm like watching myself. I'm like, I keep moving my arms like this. But that's what we have to do. We've got the fire. You guys have gone. You've watched the broadcast. You watch the services. You go to the services. You get the fire. But now what? So until the next meeting, until the next, you know, that's what I always tell people. Don't wait until the next revival service. Don't wait to the next evangelist. Don't wait to the next prophet. Don't wait to the next person in a fivefold ministry to come through your area to believe God for something. You can lay hands on your own head when you get out of bed and command sickness to go. You can give and ask the Lord for a harvest. You know, you, you don't have to wait to give a seed in a special service. So, I mean, you have to take action daily. You don't have to wait for the next thing. You can operate just like that with the fire that's inside of you. So Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person watching right now, for each and every person that uh, is listening to this replay. I pray that a mighty flame, a mighty fire that's burning with inside of them continues. Lord, that they get a hunger for the word of God like never before. They go after it in their prayer time. Lord, I, I charge every person listening right now that we're rising up as a mighty army of the Lord. We're not taking the devil's crap anymore. We're actually going to throw back remembrances of our mighty God into his face. We're going to brag on Jesus. We're going to tell the devil and we're going to tell the devil, remember when? That's what you need to do this week during your prayer time, during your time you're glorifying God. Remember when you try to take out my marriage? Look what we, where we are now. Remember when you try to put sickness and disease on my mom? Look at her now. Remember when you try to take out my kids in that accident? Look at them now. They're healthy. They're healed. They're running with other kids. There's nothing wrong with them. They don't have any learning disabilities. Remember when? You got to throw that back in the enemy 
enemy's face and you'll feel a strength on it. So thank you, Jesus, that every person watching gets a new boldness, a supernatural boldness to work the works of God. Thank you, Lord, that authority, like I spoke on yesterday, flows out of their mouth. It dry, it's a driving force for them to operate daily in your word. Thank you, Lord, for your fire. Thank you, Lord, that we won't quench it. Thank you that it is joy. It is strength in our lives. Thank you that your fire burns up anything that the enemy tries to send our way. Thank you, Lord, that, uh, I, uh, that if it's someone who's watching this that feels like, oh, I don't have anybody in my life like that right now. Lord, send them on fire friends. Send them people that are going to help them in this life. That's going to strengthen them. The, the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. So Lord, I pray that you send mighty Holy Ghost friends to people that are watching that need them. Thank you, Jesus, for your fire that we're going to do everything that you've told us to do. We are going to be, we are going to be that burning flame that, uh, everyone's going to question. Everyone's going to wonder about. We are it in the name of Jesus. We are going to be the ones, like I said at the beginning, that get on fire for God so men will come and see us burn. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you so much for hanging with me. And see, you guys got the fire and it's already making me feel excited today and it's such a great way to start our day such a great way to start our morning such a great way to start tuesday of the week sometimes at the beginning of the week you know we're like yeah and then it kind of you know but it's such a great way so amen 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 i'm stirred up i am stirred up and i pray you guys are too so thank you so much for for being with me today thank you for hanging in there on the broadcast um Right now, I'm going to give the opportunity to sow into Miracle Word Ministries uh, all the wonderful things that are happening. Uh, we even have some things going on right now, big things that are going on, you know, that the Lord's directing us for. Um, and so things that we are praying about, things that we're taking uh, steps of faith on because, you know, we've made it up in our mind. We're never, we're never taking a back seat to the things of God and we're never going to step backwards. We're always going to operate with moving forward and moving up. So thank you for praying with us. Thank you for uh, joining your finances with Miracle Word Ministries. Thank you for being a part of the Victory Tribe. Um, if you don't partner now, I encourage you, pray about it, get online, look at our partnership, how we have it. We've just completely revamped it. It's um, you know, it, it's really uh, something that we've taken heart on and uh, and put on there. So, so be a part of the Victory Tribe. Be a part of what God is doing. Thank you for uh, joining with us in that. We don't take it lighthearted. We love you guys. We pray for you. We, you know, we want to see you succeed in the kingdom because we have a mighty, mighty work to do and a mighty work to do together because there's strength and unity. So genuinely love you. Thank you for, for keeping us in your prayers and being a part of everything that we're doing. Um, so if you are giving uh, today and this month, 
If you give $85 or more a month, we have this offer for you. It's a, a Dr. David Oedepo book that we are sending out your way. It's our gift to you. You can do miracleword.com forward slash offer and then just put in there in the drop down that that's the book that you want to receive uh, this month and we'll get that in the mail to you absolutely free. And so thank you for being with us today. Love you so much and I'll see you more this week. I am back in the studio in South Florida so I will be here for uh, my two o'clock tomorrow and my two o'clock on Friday for giveaways and the word of God. And thanks for hanging out with me. I love you guys and then I'll see you tomorrow. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.